I'm Maddie. And I'm Ryan. And this is The Mutant Ages, a show where we watch every adaptation of the X-Men, and we're still watching Wolverine and the X-Men. I'm delighted to say I liked this episode. Yep. <laughs> I don't know how long that's going to last. Next week, we might be back in the Mojoverse or doing some other random bullshit. Well, we, we do have to do that eventually. But for now, we're back to the kind of episode on this TV show that I enjoy watching. Back when we were young, we experienced a change. how this show just started off with I, I don't know like a very significant plot line yep. and it just got distracted for seven or eight episodes it just stopped doing it right. until now like literally this episode picks up again on that same plot line honestly most of the episodes after this are kind of like that oh thank god really let me look at the episode list well there's a couple here and there where we have to go back to weapon x again because of course we do and then there's something <laughs> with like silver samurai there's also a Mojiverse episode, but I enjoyed that because yeah. it's fun. But for the most part, it's all political shit now. Again, I just I feel like they were given 25 episodes and, and they're they like, well, didn't have we only have 13 ideas. episodes worth of content because that's how we were doing it on X-Men Evolution. Right. So we don't know <laughs> so what, else what to are do. we going to put in the other 10 episodes or like 12 <laughs> episodes? And they just did random shit, which I can't really blame them, I guess. But I don't love it. Yeah, and not like sprinkling it throughout the season. It was just like all in one huge chunk at the beginning of the season. And they're like, we're going to introduce all these concepts all at once and then like leave and never return mm -hmm. but we're back to it again but more importantly maddie what happened yesterday or on friday oh. that's not yesterday uh well, well actually, and saturday yesterday <laughs> yeah, yeah actually okay so friday we got our first <laughs> look at x-men the animated series that's true 97 we did although we didn't get much of a we didn't get much of a look at it because they didn't actually release the little sizzle reel that they showed to people in person at san diego comic-con i was pretty sad they didn't let everybody else see the sizzle reel that's right or official art assets they haven't released those to the press either so all we have is like cell phone photos of like a presentation that was given to people at san diego comic-con but i'll take it the costumes look great um i'm very excited for this show we do have to wait a year and a half to watch it <laughs> but gives us time to watch the x-men anime you it know it does it does we're gonna be i think pretty perfectly lined up or close to it so I'm definitely psyched about that. I like saw Magneto and felt emotional about it. Honestly, like seeing the picture of him, I was like, he looks, he looks amazing. Like a babe. He looks like a babe, but I was also so excited that he's going to lead the team. I'm sure it's only going to last two seconds and then Xavier will show back up. But at least this is how they're marketing it for now. I kind of wonder if the new mutants are coming because they put Sunspot mm. onto like team B or I whatever. Know. 
And yeah. uh, Magneto... People are excited about Sunspot being there. Well, Magneto led the New Mutants initially, right? Or no, it was like a combination of him and Xavier over time. But I... I generally remember a lot of Magneto leading the team. I don't know. So I'm excited about it. Um, the other thing I was going to mention is that the only new character that we saw on that lineup, I think, is Valerie Cooper. She looked new. Yeah. Like, I, they didn't explicitly say it was her. I'm just assuming it's her. Although Todd said something really, really funny in response to that. Did you see that? No. What did he say? Okay. So on my Twitter, I was posting the pictures of all the characters because, first of all, Mr. Sinister Amazing. is incredible looking. And they're bringing back Emma Frost because, of course, they have to. Like, they're like, okay, we have to put her in here somehow. Yeah. Well, I mean, in that case, I'm guessing that's who Jennifer Hale is going to voice because they haven't yet announced what she's voicing. But anyway, go on. Oh, I, I thought you were just joking saying Jennifer Hale should be in this. No, she's in it. Oh, that's incredible. She's on IMDb. She just doesn't have a, a part listed. Wow. I like how re- people refuse to have anybody other than Jennifer Hale at this point. That's pretty cool. <laughs> She's famous for a reason. I mean, much like Phil Lamar, a person I've never heard of before now. But um, anyway. <laughs> All right. Well, anyway, so in this pose, it's Mr. Sinister being super sassy in the center of this group of villains. And it's like Sebastian mm-hmm. Shaw, Emma Frost, Callisto. Yep. And then I think Valerie Cooper. And Todd says... I love how this is four Marvel villains and off to the left, an angry Karen who's probably a U.S. senator or something. <laughs> and then Todd says, Emma, will read your thoughts and use them against you. Sinister will confuse you with clones and trickery. Karen will ask to talk to your manager. <laughs> and I was like, it was pretty good. Uh, I love Todd, Todd is hilarious. Welcome to the show where we compliment Todd and then later he listens to it while grocery shopping. So I was like, I think that's Valerie Cooper. And Todd's like, not seeing how that contradicts any of these tweets. And I was like. Amazing. So incredible. We're excited about it. Great reasons to follow all of the Mutant Ages team on Twitter (laughs) is what I'm hearing from this. It wasn't even the Mutant Ages Twitter. It was my own. No, I know. I'm I'm saying people should not only follow the Mutant Ages Twitter. They should follow all of our all of our personal Twitters so they can see these these hilarious exchanges. Yeah. And they can also support us on Patreon if they like what we're making. Yeah. Welcome to the plug section. Pluggy's here. (laughs) I'm here. Oh, no. All right. Okay. Also. Yesterday, they released uh, two trailers, uh, and one yes. is related to... Well, they could both be at this point, but yeah. the Black Panther Wakanda Forever trailer dropped, and it's beautiful, it's moving, it's so sad and powerful all at the same time. I think, first of all, all the ladies are going to be Black Panther. I don't think it's just going to be one. And secondly, we got um, a first look at Riri, I think, as Ironheart, and... Mm-hmm. Really, really importantly, Namor, another mutant. Correct. And he's beautiful. A beautiful, beautiful <laughs> naked man being Namor. <laughs> yeah. Oh my goodness. He is yeah, fuckable and I'm material. sure he will be very intimidating and very, very scary and as Namor is also. And snarky because that's also yes. his deal. Absolutely. Absolutely. So I'm excited about that. The other thing we saw with a She-Hulk trailer They've released a couple, but this one, I watched it. and This I, one's fun. This one's more fun than the previous trailer. I messaged Maddie, and I was like, Maddie, this show is going to be just you. I think I'll enjoy <laughs> it a lot. I'm still a little worried about the CGI. I'm sure you've also seen there have been some people coming forward saying that the crunch for these Marvel shows is really intense and that like animating um, CGI in these shows is like really difficult, so... 
I hope they sort that out. I felt like the CGI looked good, personally. It looked better than it did in the first trailer, but there's still some shots that I don't think are ideal. And I also am aware that the only reason it looks better is because people are crunching and I feel for them. So honestly, I, I don't know how they're going to fix that. I don't know enough about the industry to say no but neither do i but i don't know i felt like it looked good i feel i mean i'm not i, I felt like really... the writing was funny i i feel like i think it'll be fun to watch i'm just like i don't know i feel like marvel's still figuring out how to deal with a tv show schedule you know instead of movies yeah they gotta they gotta go talk to trey parker and matt stone because there's, there's <laughs> anybody who knows how to turn around something within a week it's those guys okay i'm pretty sure south park is a very different process than a live action Marvel TV Probably. show. But yeah, they should go Probably. talk to Trey Parker and Matt they'll, Stone they'll and just what see what's do. up with those guys. <laughs> they'll they'll like, oh, it. it's those guys. They're here. <laughs> oh, it's those guys. Are they by? I don't know. Ryan, yeah, whatever. We don't need to get into your real person fan fiction about the South Park creator. <laughs> From when I was like in seventh grade. We don't need to go back <laughs> oh to that. Oh my God. But anyway. The fan fiction exists. <laughs> Um, I was also going to say she hulks breaking the fourth wall, which we were concerned that she wouldn't. And I'm glad that I she wasn't is. Conce- OK, I wasn't concerned. I know people were concerned. I was like, they're going to do that. I was. <laughs> I had no doubt. I just wasn't doubting it. I just was. I'm just sitting back and enjoying the ride to She-Hulk. Honestly, I'm like, I already liked the first trailer, even though a lot of people didn't. I already liked it. So I was like, I'm already good. You also like the actress. I love Tatiana Maslany. She's so good. So honestly, there wasn't a scenario where I was like not going to watch this show on day one and like it, even if it's terrible. I was still going to love no, it's, it. It's, it's going to be fantastic. And it's possible that it will probably have some mutants in there it because they're like, we just have superpowered characters just appearing everywhere. And there's like a montage that... Honestly, it feels like live action Harvey Birdman. And I was like, mm-hmm. I'm here for all of this. And it's just like a guy leaping out a window. Then the wrecking crew is there. Then there's like the judges sitting there. But then the judge transforms into some sort of magical Lord of the Rings character. I'm like, this is so Harvey Birdman. There was like another mm-hmm. shot of like a couple medieval dudes standing in the courtroom. And then one like teleports in. And I'm like... I love how campy this is going to be already. And it's so fantastic. Mm -hmm. And I love that in the trailer alone, it's like She-Hulk being like hanging out with Bruce Banner. And Bruce is like, it took me years to learn how to control the monster inside of me. And Jennifer's like, "Uh, no, I already figured it out. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. Which is, which is also like pretty comic book accurate too, because she's like, I'm already like a petite woman who isn't taking seriously in court. I'm constantly angry at all times. I already know how to control my emotions because I have to in order to do my job. (laughs) Bruce Banner's just like, oh, I guess like it's hard to be a woman. Interesting. Okay. Um, Oh my God. We're excited about these. So um, those are the big announcements. There was a bunch of other stuff talking about phases and and the mutant ages. X-Men for my taste. No, I I agreed. I made a really angry tweet where I was like, "Mm, excuse me. (laughs) There should be more (laughs) X-Men announcements. I have to wait another three years at least. Although a lot of our listeners in the mutant ages discord, which you can join by going to mutantages.com and clicking on the right hand link. Mm -hmm. Um, have been saying that that phase six that only has three titles on it they're like we're pretty sure we're gonna get some sort of x-men title in here and i'm like yeah probably because why else is it 
completely blank mm-hmm. because they haven't introduced any of these characters to do that. And so. we know there's rumors that Wolverine's in the casting process right now. I mean, there's certainly been some hints here and, and there. And Xavier. Xavier, Magneto, and Wolverine. And I think Storm are the big ones they're trying to cast. And maybe Cyclops. I can't remember. So that's kind of what they're looking at. Yeah, there's a lot going around. So they're clearly working on it, but that's... Casting process is way too early for them to be announcing oh, the absolutely, show. absolutely, absolutely. Although, I was thinking about Black Panther 2, because there's rumors that Storm might be in there as a, some kind of character. Yeah, that rumor has been persistent for a very long time. Understandably so. And I'm like, okay, well, she can't get married to T'Challa in the MCU. So, like, they could do one of two things. And I know you're going to like the second idea I have more than the first one. <laughs> the first one being that, like, when they were kids, they somehow knew each other and he jokingly like called her his queen or whatever right, repeatedly. Right, right. that's that's option one and so that's how she would know him option two the one i like more is that aurora has a relationship with the current black panther who would be a woman mm, i would be very cool i would be interested to see that for sure i mean i think aurora is supposed to i mean okay aurora is supposed to be canonically bisexual they just haven't gotten around to saying it although with krakoa just give it time i know i'm it's truly just a matter of time and like i also know that they're doing mohawk storm in x-men tas so i'm already like okay that's that's the storm that's dating a lady are we gonna do this (laughs) oh yeah can you imagine if they put yukio in there yeah you never know you never know i want that for storm all right well so that's our catch up everybody Although by the time this comes out, it'll be like well after the fact that any of this happened, but whatever. Nah, just like a week and a half, whatever. It's fine. Yeah. Um, th- we're just talking about it because it just happened yesterday for us. Anyway, Wolverine and the X-Men, also something I watched yesterday. Uh, I'm opening up my notes. Okay. <laughs> okay, welcome. So the previously on the X-Men, which Ryan doesn't watch anymore, features really uh, Pietro and Domino talking about how Pietro has been kicked out of Genosha. And then we get to see a little preview of the Skype call uh, that Pietro had with Magneto. He's going to have a second Skype call with his dad to remind us of all these plot points yet again in this episode. But we also see it in the previously on where Magneto was asking Pietro to do something almost impossible, but we don't know what it is yet. And Pietro believes after that that he'll get to go back to Genosha. I also want to point out that according to the time sequence of this TV show, two or three episodes ago, Rogue was looking through that hole in the wall at Pietro's conversation with his dad. And then it like... This is like the next hour after that somehow yeah because apparently at the exact same time that this particular situation an event was happening cyclops was blowing up new york city and chasing (laughs) mr sinister that makes no sense though because no one in this episode is aware of that at all like everyone in this episode should be like what the fuck is cyclops doing right now and also apparently that lasted only like six hours right because in the same episode cyclops is just hanging out he's like yeah I'm normal now. And I'm like, but you literally just stated that these two things are happening like at the same time because the end of that other episode, Rogue was spying on Pietro. Mm-hmm. Then she got pissy because Logan was in the woods having another harrowing experience yes, with the weapon. She X. went to the X Mansion and was like, Where's Logan? And Hank was like, Uh, I can't tell you because it's a secret. And she was like, Logan's not here, is he? Yeah, I don't really understand like what's supposed to happen here. Yeah, I, I feel like that's why they need to have a second Skype call between Pietro and Magneto for Rogue to listen in on, which is essentially the same exact Skype call as before, but it's like 
this is supposed to be the next day and they're just having an identical conversation. It's it's honestly stupid. It's like as though they've acknowledged that like the plot just had to pause in order to do 60 stupid things for the past six episodes. And like with now Weapon we're X. back with Weapon X. So dumb. Oh, well, Weapon X and Mr. Sinister. That's true. So anyway, the episode starts in the mutant response division and we get to see Mystique breaking in. And she first is cosplaying as this guy named Dr. Peterson and cosplay <laughs> yeah is that her mutant power is that she can cosplay really whoever she cosplay. wants whenever she wants yeah um so she like rides a bunch of elevators down and then like gets to yet another elevator and the guard is like sorry sir you don't have clearance below this floor and peterson is like who does and the guard is kind of taken aback like why are you asking me this you should know this and is like colonel moss and dr rao you should already know and then peterson does a mystique flying kick in his face knocks him out transforms into colonel moss complete with the face scratches oh no she transforms into colonel cat in the hat <laughs> that's not colonel moss that's the other guy colonel oh, moss right. isn't the cat you're in the hat. right i'm getting all confused there's so many colonels on this they're all I know. dumb it's fucking ridiculous so then she gets into the elevator which has like an eye scan it's always fun that mystique can pass these things because it's like you really didn't think of this did you you really thought a fucking eye scan was gonna work dumb i mean mystique is one of the best characters in human history so there's that she's so fun so anyway she passes the eye scan with flying colors gets into the elevator walks into a room uh dr rao is here i definitely thought she was gonna matter more in this episode than she does me too because i was really excited to do like a spotlight on her but she literally is in here for like two seconds she has two lines and then gets knocked out instantly she's an interesting character in the comics so that's part of why i was like Oh, fun. I mean, she's also tied to Tildy, who we're going to meet later. But so basically, Colonel Moss slash Mystique says, raise the that cryogenic what is they it they have like, a cryogenic box basically that's holding tildy in it right like the thing from future mama that fry <laughs> fell into yes they have one that of those comes out of the ground <laughs> and mystique's like open it and dr rao's like we can't do it it's been designed to never be opened and mystique just decides to punch her lights out yeah and then mystique looks into this this cell mm-hmm. and she's like she calls scanner on her cell phone. Yeah, and she's like, get me Magneto. We have a problem. Yeah. And then we see a zoom in into the box and we see Tildy. Not that we know her name is Tildy Soames yet, but, you know, maybe we did it if we already knew this. This is a really interesting character they chose to put in here because she's yeah. like, like, she's one of those characters that people don't even know what really happened to her because she was in there for such a brief amount of time in the comic books. Mm-hmm. Also created by Joss Whedon, which very random arc for them to be choosing to focus on. But I mean, it's what was, it was, was contemporary at the time. Have you read the Joss Whedon run of Astonishing X-Men because I will go ahead and say it's not my favorite but that's unsurprising no I know we've talked about it a lot you and Gita both don't like it so I I don't think I've ever actually bothered to read it but I know what happens in it yeah I don't really like a lot that Joss does including I I, the only reason those Avengers movies are good is because the cast is good Mm -hmm. that's pretty much it anyway so Tildy was introduced by Joss Whedon in that run for what it's worth yes Uh, so then we get the intro and then after the intro we see a little more information about the building where the Brotherhood live in. It's like midway through being destroyed by a wrecking ball, but it's not fully destroyed. That's like Why the exterior are still shot. in here? I, I don't understand well, what this is. It kind of makes sense in, in that I was like, maybe this building is constantly in the process of being destroyed, but like things keep delaying it. Like they don't have a telepath on their team, so I don't know how they would go about that, but... 
I kind of wondered, like, maybe Magneto is making something happen for them. You know what I mean? Like, clearly Magneto assigned Pietro to work with the Brotherhood. That's clarified in this call. Yeah. So Or Domino's just standing on the roof shooting any construction worker that <laughs> tries, tries to, to take up. it down. Oh, my God. Yeah. Wow. Or just she's using her luck powers to make it so that they just never happen to be there yeah they keep on having more red tape they have to cross yeah. whatever they get there there's like a new administrative issue that comes up yeah. right in that moment <laughs> maybe i don't know um but that at least sort of explains why it is that they're in this building and nobody knows they're there uh so then we have this repeat conversation essentially it is actually supposed to be a different day uh where pietro is talking on skype to magneto about the exact same topic. So again, I'm like, why is this conversation happening? But he's like, why do you doubt we can pull this off? Seriously, ever since you stuck me with the Brotherhood, I think we've done pretty well for you. And Magneto's like, aside from trying to send me an unstable mutant that would have vaporized half of Genosha, which was from the episode where uh, Pietro was going to send that exploding guy. Nitro. Uh, Nitro, yeah. And Pietro's like, would have, but it didn't happen. And neither one of them points out that the X-Men were the ones who prevented that, which I (laughs) thought was a little weird, especially given that technically what Magneto is asking Pietro to do here, spoilers, because he doesn't say it in this in this moment, is take out the X-Men. Well, because they got to get off their escape call because then Rogue walks in and she's like, yes, all right. What the fuck was that all about, Pietro? (laughs) No secrets. And Pietro's like. Let me get this straight, bitch. If you ever spy on me again, it will be the last time, you little hoe. <laughs> and Rogue is like, I can kill you in one fucking second, and I will. Well, she does. I know. She does. It's incredible. It's so good. She's just like, ugh. And she takes off her glove and, and touches, touches him. And he's face, like, and he gets oh, knocked no! out instantly. And she gets all yeah. his memories instantly. And so now she knows that their secret mission for Magneto is to take out the X-Men. And she's like, oh, fuck. You know what's funny is that Pietro has super speed and he could have used that moment to run away, but he was too busy being sassy and shaking his ass on his way out to be like, I'll kill you if you ever come near me again. And during that time, Rogue has taken, has taken off, off her, her glove, glove and, and walked over to, to yeah. touch his face. I think it actually just shows how egotistical he is, is that he doesn't really believe Rogue will attack him. So he just doesn't have his guard up at all, you know? Okay, no, I think it's more like Pietro thinks that Rogue can't do it. He's he's like, Rogue is too slow and too weak. Mm -hmm. And also, like, too good of a person, you know? Like, he doesn't really think she's that cold-blooded, I don't think. Right, I agree. She actually has to be pretty cold-blooded for the entire rest of this episode, and especially this moment where Domino sees her. This scene, this is like a breakup scene. It is sad. This is like... I I would I watched this and I was like, am I supposed to read this as just two friends separating? It because seem this like is it. very queer. This is where the queer subtext is very much not subtext anymore. Mm-hmm. I didn't write down specifically what said what was said, but Domino is basically outside and she pleads Rogue not to leave and to believe them and to believe in the Brotherhood and and Magneto. It's really sad because yeah. Domino's getting really emotional about it. And so is Rogue. And like Domino takes Rogue's glove off and like tries to get Rogue to touch her, which is very much like almost a kiss scene where they're standing so close to each other. Okay, I wrote I wrote down that the way that they animated this scene and the way that they look at each other and move mm-hmm. around each other, I'm like, this is romance, right? Like this is it not... seems like it because Domino is basically like to me, whenever Rogue is touching somebody that's like kind of romantic or or a sign of vulnerability for her that she has to get very close to a person in order to do that. And she's willing to do it as a sign of aggression. But like in these moments, this is very similar to the part in X-Men Evolution when Gambit was like, 
touch my face and you'll see I'm telling the truth. I mean, he was fucking with Rogue because he knew she wouldn't do it. Right. But in this moment, Domino is saying it with 100% certainty and is like, come on, Rogue, touch touch me I and you will believe me. And Rogue once again refuses to do it because at the end of the day, she is afraid of that commitment and that level of emotional vulnerability that it would take to really, truly trust somebody. And she just isn't willing to do that. It's a love though like that. Yeah, it's interesting. I just yeah. thought that was like a through line from X-Men Evolution as well, that she is like not willing to be 100% vulnerable with somebody. So she says, Dom, I'm sorry, and runs away using Quicksilver's powers to run away really, really fast. Yeah, I mean, Domino does look pretty sad when she, she leaves. Does. I felt this as like a... I thought this was like a breakup. Yeah. It was kind of sad. It is sad because I Domino, we know much later, is going to join the X-Men. Obviously, her heart is in the right place. Like, her politics are, are good. She's just working with Magneto because the X-Men are kind of like... I don't know. Well, not they weren't great there before. <laughs> like, like <laughs> honestly, the X Men were completely separated at the beginning of this show. I know. After they didn't exist, like, Xavier and Jean blew up, and then now Logan's leading the team poorly, and they're like still kind of doing a bad job. It's still, I, I kind of <laughs> love how bad the X Men are. Although I don't love that the version of Wolverine on this show is like not only dumb, so incompetent. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, he is kind of incompetent because that's Logan, but he's also such a little bitch and i'm like logan you're kind of annoying me on this show like i don't want to date you if this is how it's gonna be like yeah i don't know everything he does in this episode he's very annoying kind of leading up to it i'm just like so frustrated with logan and i'm like logan you are being such a brat such a brat shut the fuck up for a second so anyway so (laughs) back at the expansion we do get this great scene where bobby is staring at kitty over food Mm -hmm. and bobby's like pretending or trying to flirt with her because he thinks that's what he's supposed to do and kitty doesn't even seem to be responding she doesn't to it seem because interested in him at all like i'm genuinely right? wondering how they're gonna end up together because the way they're posing it now bobby is like so do you want to get a bite to eat and kitty's just like we're eating now and she seems like annoyed <laughs> by him and is like i don't like you like that so i don't know how they're going to continue this one if you will bobby's acting like he has to ask her out because they fell on each other he's like this is what straight boys do right like <laughs> it's so sad luckily bobby gets interrupted because rogue runs in super fast screaming where's logan and kitty turns away really angrily because like they're exes and she <laughs> and she's like i hope logan's fixing the locks on this place and rogue is like it's important i need to talk to him and Logan just appears in the room suddenly. He, I think, he which was, I was like, has he been here the whole time? But who the fuck knows? It's like what he did in that second episode of the animated series where Sabretooth was there attacking Jubilee and almost killing her, and Logan was just in the shadows waiting for Sabretooth to say Wolverine's name and then jumped out. <laughs> Yeah, so he was listening to Bobby and Kitty's awkward-ass conversation and then waited for Rogue to show up so that he could pop out and be like, let me clarify what Kitty means. And then Rogue walks over and she's like, okay, info dump, Brotherhood's working for Magneto, I just found out they're about to fucking kill you guys. And that's their entire thing they're about to do. And Logan is like, I don't believe you at all. And I'm going to cross my arms angrily oh my god okay <laughs> rogues like but also magneto is planning something just as big and pietro didn't even know all of it but i got a little bit of information from him it looks like 
get over here, bitch, and throws her into a holding cell. Yes. I'm like, Logan, what are you doing? First of all, why do they have holding cells in the X-Mansion? Is this like a thing? Like, there's like a fully stocked jail cell with like a little bathroom and like food. It's like, what the fuck is this? I mean, they've always had that because like that's where they put characters. That's I where don't they know. put Sabretooth when they're normally brainwashing him. Yeah, that's the brainwashing cell, except Xavier isn't here and Emma, even in this, is like, I'm not doing that. Like, <laughs> I loved that. We'll get to that. Okay, well, anyway, first Rogue's like, when I took Toad's memories back on the gay alley, I found <laughs> out something was going on and I had to get closer. And Logan's like, well, you should have told me about it immediately. And Rogue's like, and maybe you should have not been a huge fucking unreliable asshole and I would have trusted you with that information. And Logan's like, fuck you <laughs> and then storms out and i'm like oh my god but rogue does have a point like look she does he's leaving he's not being really trustworthy he's making terrible calls in terms of what to do with the x-men mm-hmm. and rogue's like i've tried coming to you and you haven't even fucking been here because you've been in the woods screaming yeah what do like you want she me was to do? here yesterday and you weren't here that day like anytime she could have come by and been like okay i'm actually spying for you with the brotherhood like Logan wouldn't have even listened to that because they were already fighting. However, Rogue also herself confronted Logan when leaving the X-Men and was already mad at him and clearly went on her own little mission and like was purposefully doing that. So, you know, it's kind of like everybody made their choice here. You know, I don't disagree with Rogue's choice, but I'm just saying like also it's not like she tried that hard to talk to Logan because she was already mad at him. Well, you know, she was too busy being mad at him to talk to him. Kind of like justifiably mad, but even so it's yeah. it's not like the x-men had their shit together enough that's it's not like, like logan even apologizes for any of his behavior he doesn't this, he doesn't really he has like a fake ass apology later on which I is annoying that so much that's why it's like everything logan does in this i'm like wow you are not the logan i want to date yeah he's acting much younger which again also kind of lines up with the like 22 year old logan from evolution which is supposedly the age he was supposed to be they're also doing this whole thing with logan where he's like he rogue's not his ex because it's more like a sidekick that mm-hmm. he trained and, is and like now abandoned essentially pushing against him yep. yeah exactly but he's doing that thing he does with the exes like well that person's immediately a fucking harpy and i don't remember who that person is like that's kind of like <laughs> yeah, what like he's as doing as soon as somebody dumps him he's like first of all i forget everything they ever happened or disagrees with him it's like yeah, Logan. it's it's interesting. I, I do feel like this version of Logan is such a bad leader and that does feel in character. But the result is that he's sort of like mimicking Charles's behaviors and it's like not working, but it's because he doesn't have another person to look to. You know what I mean? Yeah. They also really leaned hard into the idea of Logan being so angry and tough all the time mm-hmm. that like he didn't have any other facets to his personality, which is not true of Logan. I know. Like, the parts I found that make him likable are the parts where he's very vulnerable. Yeah, that's the part of it that I'm like, it's too bad they wrote him this way. And they didn't have him also be the compassionate softy who cries of, over his memories. Like, that's the guy we exactly. like. Or like, his exes, all 75 of them, that I think I'm gonna have to fight in the Mutant Ages of the comic book, Scott Pilgrim style. <laughs> anyway. Anyway, so... So then we go to Senator Kelly's office where Sybil Zane is back. She's yeah. back. She's still wearing white. She's looking amazing and she like pulled a bunch of data about public resentment over like the mrd, the MRD. and it's not and just Senator like Kelly it's just like throws it in the trash yeah she's like uh apparently people don't like being dragged out of their beds in the middle of the night during mrd investigations and senator kelly throws away the data he's like <laughs> i don't give a shit people can people can deal <laughs> wait okay this version of senator kelly is 
so far conservative. I mean, like, yeah. he always has been that character, but he's also been a character that's been able to turn around and see the error of his ways. But this version of Senator Kelly is just Hitler. I it's know. like not even. It's actually interesting, though, because the end of this scene with Magneto, I did not expect that twist. Which we will get to. Yeah, I, we'll get there. Okay. Anyway, so he's throwing all this shit um, in the so trash. So he throws the data in the trash and Sybil's like, well, you kind of need to care because congressional support for your bullshit is waning and funding for the MRD is in jeopardy right now. And Kelly's like, I won't let that happen. I can't. Humanity's survival depends on it. And then who should appear but Magneto teleported by Blink, who's also hanging out with him in this scene, which is helpful for him. And we do like Blink here. She's cool. Yeah, Blink is a badass. Um, And Magneto is like... And yet you risk a war that will ensure humanity's destruction, which very interesting line. Um, And then Sybil reaches for the phone to call security and Blink just like shoots a little teleport javelin thingy at her, which is one of her powers is that she can like forcibly teleport other people and like teleport Sybil Zane to the middle of a highway, which is terrifying. And we see her like dodging some cars and managing to survive. Again, we're back to Toad's Turnpike where it's like... Yeah. Go. We have referred to Mario Kart for three episodes running, by the way. I don't know what's going on. I feel like I've got to play Mario Kart. <laughs> you are you not playing it? Like, how did you even I, come up with this reference? I don't know. You I think my brain is like, telling me. You have referred you, not me. You have no, I know. I, I, I listen, Stupid. I feel like my brain is telling me that it's time to go play all the DLC that they've dropped in there, and I just haven't. So I mean I don't Mario know. Kart's really fun. I that just, just I'm really like nostalgic for Nintendo 64's Toad's Turnpike because I think that was the first game I ever played where you get to drive on like a highway with other cars. It's pretty fun. Also the new one has Toad's Turnpike. Anyway so Sybil's on Toad's Turnpike and then we go back to Senator Kelly's office and this reveal again I did not expect it all. So Kelly closes the curtains and then turns around and says to Magneto if someone sees you it could ruin everything. This wasn't the deal which as yeah. a viewer I'm like these guys have a deal? <laughs> And Magneto's like, as I recall, Senator, the deal was that you deliver to me every single mutant that your blundering MRD captures. And I was like, holy shit, go Magneto. He fucking oh, yeah. like was willing to work with Senator Kelly so that he could save mutants. I'm in favor of it. I'm instantly like, yeah. hell yes. Like, also, I love Magneto being a little sassy bitch and being like, your MRD fucking sucks and you're useless as hell. But at least <laughs> you are willing to like deport all the mutants to my version of Krakoa and Kelly's like that's exactly what we're doing and Magneto's like stop playing games Robert it doesn't suit you I know full well that the MRD is holding back the most powerful mutants they capture I love his Ian McKellen impression still he's incredible I do too I he sounds so good and then Kelly's like you really must think that the humans are stupid Magneto do you really think we would just hand over weapons to you like that you got your country your people all as we agreed we're just keeping the most dangerous ones besides what are you gonna do about it bitch i like agree with this i agree with magneto on this episode okay but also i was like <laughs> kelly why are you antagonizing yes, magneto like, of all you characters are so stupid like you like honestly kelly literally goes do you think the humans are stupid and magneto's like well, yeah. yes you are like <laughs> demonstrably very stupid and also he yeah. concludes by leading back in his seat going what are you gonna do about it and magneto just goes going to do dear senator i've already begun which like we love to see it like of course he's going oh, yeah. to fucking destroy you bro like what did you think would happen i, love I don't him. know and this <laughs> 
<laughs> the man that can control metal, yes. which is what your bases are made out of, whatever. It's so stupid. So stupid. It is really stupid. And then Ian Blank teleport away and Senator Kelly's just sitting there like, well, I clearly made all the right decisions and nothing bad will ever happen to me. And it's like, you're a fucking dumbass. Yeah, whatever. You're an idiot. And Magneto's <laughs> acolytes are attacking all the MRD Every bases. Every single facility is There's being attacked. There's so many characters being here again, including a cameo of the super obscure Kleinstock the brothers. Stocks. Literally, what like, the hell? I had what? to Google this I was because like, I was like, literally, who are these characters? And it's the fucking Kleinstocks. Okay. Yeah, okay, but <laughs> it's so cool that this show was able to go and have a cameo of a character that is so obscure, even to the X-Men fandom. I was like... Yeah, it's super random, but it's fun. So cool. So, so basically, we're watching all these different characters getting teleported by blank to all these different facilities at the same exact time and they're all destroying these facilities at the same time which is pretty badass and the final facility we see is not the mrd it's the x mansion and we see fred avalanche domino and pietro uh get teleported right in overlooking the mansion and pietro is like time to kill fucking everyone <laughs> that's basically okay but they're line. so bad at it which is really it funny is and so the brotherhood funny. it is i really actually enjoy this whole battle it's a, it's a well-animated battle it but is. first we have a commercial break in which we learn about how there's uh, a new lego set where you can play as yes. cyclops uh cutting a cake <laughs> <laughs> it's like it's cyclops uh he comes with like little lego sunglasses mm-hmm. and you and... take them off and then there's like a light a flashlight that you can shine although i you say cake and for some reason i've just thinking of Cyclops as a Ken doll with a cake and it's like he's got the big red glasses and then Emma Frost is Barbie and Barbie in this version of Barbie is like a businesswoman yep. and like she's like Ken's my boyfriend who bakes me cakes and I don't know. I love this role reversal I'm now doing with Barbie and Ken, and that's what's coming out. That's what this commercial break is bringing us. Anyway, <laughs> back to the show. Rogue is padding in her cell. Uh, Emma walks in, and Rogue's like, you gotta read my mind. You gotta see that I'm telling the truth. And Emma, Emma doesn't say anything. Emma just walks away. <laughs> it's honestly like, hilarious. She just walks in, and then she just leaves. Oh, I know. And Logan's outside being like, so, what did you find out? And Emma's like, uh, Rogue's brain is really fucked up, because every person she's ever talked touched just in there did you even know that logan (laughs) and she's like it could take me weeks to sort out what really happened because there's like a thousand memories in there and logan just angrily is like "Ugh, whatever and starts walking away and emma's like so you're having a change of heart about her story and logan's like rogue ain't stupid she had to know how we react but she came anyway so here's the plan and then he walks into a room where he expects all the x-men to have been dressed and ready to go and none of them are dressed and ready to go well i mean a storm and beast are because they're still that's the a teachers. good point storm and beast are ready but it's back to like x-men evolution where these are like the kids again scott kitty and bobby are all 22 years old and they're all not interested in doing anything and logan right. is like uh why aren't you guys geared up and scott is like I don't give a fuck, honestly. Like, <laughs> I was like at Sinister's lab like yesterday. I'm still like not that excited to be here. You know what's funny is that I was complaining about how Logan on this show annoys me, but this show actually makes me like Cyclops a it's lot. Funny. I don't know why. Probably because he's so different when he's like really depressed and like kind of he's not the Boy Scout anymore. He he doesn't give a shit no. about the rules. He's kind of like a rebel. And Logan is the one who has to give a shit about the rules, which is a hilarious role reversal for the two of them. <laughs> <laughs> and you can kind of tell Logan's mad about it because he's like, no, you're Scott Summers. You're the one who's supposed to be telling me what to do. And Scott is like sitting there with his five o'clock shadow. Like, yeah, yeah I'm not in my costume because I don't give a fuck. Yeah. Then Logan's like, when I say be ready, that means be ready. <laughs> that means you 
strip completely in front of me, put the other costume on, take it off, stand there like that for a while, put it back on again, and do it over and over again. <laughs> and then Emma's like, um, we don't have time to put our costumes on because the Brotherhood's here right fucking now. Yeah. And Pietro zooms in and punches Emma and knocks her out instantly right after she manages to warn everybody. Well, he like swings her into a wall. Like, yeah. It's pretty intense. And it she is. doesn't even have time to put on a diamond for it. Okay, so this whole scene is a really good shout out to X-Men Evolution because yes. it brings me back to like all these same characters fighting each other again <laughs> and also a really useful way of showing off their powers. It's a well-animated battle. It's not just random shit happening. So like No, it's pretty good. Here's a sequence of events. Avalanche breaks apart the mansion walls by like vibrating making an avalanche yep. yeah and then beast saves storm from it and i was like oh shit they're gonna get buried but i guess they don't because we see everybody being buried underneath the rock that's coming up out of the ground and the brotherhood walks in they all take time to pose which i think is really funny <laughs> it is funny and it's gonna screw them over by the way i mean it really does and like ph is like we're the best and then kitty phases bobby out of the debris Bobby freezes Fred's face mm-hmm. so he can't breathe. Uh, Storms pops out of a piano, which is like, <laughs> apparently that's where she went and didn't have a panic attack, which good on her. Uh, and she electrocutes Avalanche. Shoots a bunch of lightning. Oh, yeah. She like kills Avalanche in like two seconds, which is it's great. Amazing. Domino and Storm now have this awesome fight where Storm turns into an actual tornado and Domino's trying to shoot at her as if that's going to do anything. It's not. And like Storm instantly can repel all of Domino's shots with like high speed wind. Yeah. And I think Domino's luck powers come into play here because she shoots at Storm and it bounces off and hits Scott's glasses, yes. which flies yeah, off. Yeah, it hits Scott's glasses perfectly. And then Toad uses his jizz to glue the glasses to the ceiling. And he's like, what are you going to do, Cyclops? And then Scott just opens his eyes and kills Toad. Oh, <laughs> my God. He does do that. And he doesn't close his eyes, by the way, because his okay, eyes are just open insane. and he's blowing up the mansion. Beast takes out Domino by throwing a chair at her in the back. Which is hilarious also. Fred breaks free by punching the ice off his face. Kitty tries waking Emma up and Logan screams, Pride! Phase! And so she just stands there and Quicksilver runs right through her and he hits a wall getting knocked out, which is so good. It's so stupid. It's like, Pietro, what did you think was going to happen? It's like hilarious, actually. I don't know. And then... Then Fred jumps up and onto Logan and they crash through like six floors floor, like into the sub basement. And Rogue's like just sitting in a chair. She hears rubble. looks up and sees Fred and Logan about to fall on her. And she just dives out of the way like it's fucking normal. Uh, and I guess Fred is passed out here somehow. Yeah, and- I like Fred somehow knocked himself out. Because he doesn't have any lines in this scene and has his eyes closed. So like, who knows? It makes no sense. He should be awake. But Logan is awake somehow and he's like underneath fred and this is when he has this obnoxious line to oh Rogue my god i was he's like, like wanted to go slap possible. him around and i'm not saying for sure but it's possible i owe you an apology and it's just like logan fuck, fuck you, off logan. and so rogue smirks at him takes off her glove and steals fred's powers so that she can throw logan all the way up six flights through the air through the hole so that he can fly out and tell scott to close his fucking eyes <laughs> that is literally the next thing that happens like he walks up to scott and he's like can you stop blasting the entire mansion <laughs> it's incredible like a shot of scott with his eyes open and it's he's like, screaming and i'm like, like scott, scott. 
literally what are you Why, doing like this in every version of you where you, you could stop by stop this by closing your eyes and you never do although <laughs> i want to say shout out to rogue to doing the fastball special yeah. with logan instead of it being I liked like that. a dude i liked I that, that was i was great. a little sad we didn't get to see it happen but it was it was still like clearly that was what happened because we see the cut from rogue taking off her glove to logan being fastball special right out of the hole so we're like okay right. so clearly rogue threw him up there right and then domino pops up and she's aiming her guns and rogue walks over like they're still like they had just broken up and rogue's like dom don't yeah which i liked and domin says we all choose our sides rogue and then rogue kisses her into unconsciousness yeah and that, that was all there that's what happened i mean not the a kiss, kiss but basically a kiss yes it was this is when she finally is willing to touch domino's face is as an aggressive move which come on which rogue. is actually kind of sad it's though, very because sad. rogue gets her memories and she's like oh she does care about me though but i think like rogue knows that well you yeah know? She like i think need... she knows that without having to touch domino's face i think that was exactly the point but i think yeah. rogue was like it's better for I do this then let any of the X-Men deal with you basically mm -hmm. and then we get a little comedy line in the background where Emma stands up and she's like I think Quicksilver broke my nose <laughs> and it's like oh my god she's just covering up that she has plastic surgery on Absolutely. her face and she's like and that she would get it again she's like oh no my nose broken this is definitely what it's always looked like <laughs> so anyway uh so then Logan's like let's call the MRG on them and it's like, oh, I hate that the X-Men are constantly calling the MRD on Stop people. Stop doing this. Like, why? That's the wrong thing. It's so Xavier. Anyway, Emma interrupts and she's like, no, all of this was just a diversion from the real plan. Okay, this is like so good, though, because then Forge runs in and he's like, remember, everyone, I'm a character, too. There's something crazy happening on the TV. And Kitty's like, and where the hell were you? I loved that. I loved that that was the first line. And then Forge just smiles really sheepishly and is like, I was in my secret safe room that I didn't let anybody else go in. And it's like so funny that Forge is suddenly it back. Is and he's funny. like, yeah, I didn't want to be in the fight. Sorry. <laughs> I thought it was great. This is like a very different version of Forge, but it's not one I don't enjoy. I enjoy you know? him a lot because he's like a teenage stoner. He's like, he's downstairs getting stoned. He sees on the security cameras that everybody's fighting and he's just like smoking. He's like, whoa, <laughs> that is like a lot of fighting. That looks fucked up man and like just silently pushes a button to like close a door behind him and he goes to pass the the blunt to hank but he's like wait where did hank go <laughs> so then they all go watch the news broadcast together and a reporter is like uh reports are coming in from all across the country where the mrd is under siege at least 12 facilities have been destroyed in simultaneous attacks by what witnesses are calling a mutant army and Logan is like, oh, Magneto wanted us out of the way so he could take out the MRD. And Forge is like, only the central facility hasn't been attacked yet. And Bobby is like me because he's like, wait, Magneto just took out the MRD. Isn't that a good thing? <laughs> <laughs> and Logan is like, yeah, but don't think for a second that Kelly's going to lay down for this. And Hank is like, which means Magneto will finally get what he wants, war. And I'm kind of like, guys, you are already at war. Like, I get why you're mad about this, but I'm also like, I don't get why you're mad at the same time. I don't know what's funny because like Beast points it out that he's like Magneto is getting his war and for some reason Logan storms over to Scott. He's like, well, now do you want to change? Get ready to go. Are you going to still be wah, wah, Scott Summers? Boo hoo hoo. I told you we had to go, but no, you wouldn't pick your clothes off and put them on again. I guess you got to change now, don't you? And I'm like, Logan, what in the hell is going on with you? Like, 
It's Scott's so just funny sitting though. there. I know Bogey's it's like, like not in his good, face, like but they look like they're gonna kiss or something, and I'm like, I they, don't know what's they going are on. They're obsessed with each other. It is crazy. So then just, we see Juggernaut, who's on this show, being dropped into the central <laughs> MRD house. Yeah, Juggernaut, by the way, is on the show. Yeah. Welcome to Juggernaut. He doesn't do very much. Now. He just appears. He like falls out of a ship into the MRD facility and kidnaps Tildy Soames. Where did they get the juggernaut? I don't know. He's a mutant, apparently, and he lives on Genosha? I don't know. That's the most we get. He works with Magneto. But juggernaut does rip open that holding cell with Tildy in it. And he pulls her out. And puts a little metal circle on her neck. It looks like the thing that the X-23 had from Weapon X. It does. It actually really does. Um, So he puts one of those on her. And her eyes start glowing. Basically, it's this little tracker thingy that's going to make her powers go out of control. So the Blackbird lands in New York City. And they see some sh- something blow up, fly across the sky, and create a crater in the ground. And they go to check out this smoking crater. Mm-hmm. And they see the juggernauts knocked out in it. And Aurora just goes... Oh, this is really fucking bad. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) The juggernaut's been knocked out. Yeah. Like, what the fuck did that? And Bobby walks over and says the obvious. And he's like, uh, the unstoppable juggernaut, the totally invulnerable juggernaut. (laughs) He got knocked out. And Hank is like, uh, yeah. And Kitty's like, what could do this to him? And then we hear this huge, screaming, glowing red monster, like this kaiju walking around. Kaiju monster walking. And Kitty's like, never Never mind. mind. (laughs) (laughs) And then we get a commercial break where we see where we can buy our very own uh, toy of that monster. And then we come back and we see the monster destroying like 600 buildings and like getting shot at by helicopters like King Kong. All the shots bounce off, nothing happens. It's completely fine. It's a magical monster. We see some guards almost die. And then Logan finally comes up with some ideas. They don't work, but he comes up with some ideas. They don't, but at least I feel like that's the first time he led the the entire X crew in a way that made any kind of fucking sense. I agree. It's like Emma and Forge get on the Blackbird. Try to shut down the Kaiju with your mental powers. Rogue and Kitty and Beast go protect the civilians and Cyclops, Iceman and Storm. You guys are the heavy hitters. Come with me. Yep. I thought that made the most sense. It did. Yeah, it did. I also Rogue picks up Logan and Tornado, which is great. It is great. Um, This next scene is also great. So Logan asks Emma if she can like mind read anything in the monster's head. And she's like, no, it's very odd. It's as if there's static in its mind. And Forge is like, ha, wow. So you couldn't read Rogue's mind. And now this, I thought you were uh did i say that out loud because emma's like glaring at him like fuck you it's so good and it's also like <laughs> seriously and he says did i say that out loud as if she wouldn't have read his I mind know. anyway so it's like for stop it's like, forge you're so dumb uh, meanwhile aurora's <laughs> dropping logan into the kaiju and logan's yep. like wait a second there's a fucking child inside of this thing yes in the very center of it is tildy and she is manifesting this monster all around her and her eyes right. are glowing yellow and she stares at logan and shoots him off of her and logan is like it's just a kid Whoa. B saves him, by the way. Yeah, B saves the civilians who are like right underneath Logan. And Logan. Yeah. It's crazy. And then, oh my God, this is probably my favorite scene of the whole episode in which a car <laughs> is launched into the air and it almost lands on a woman, but it, it passes through her. And then the woman's like, oh my God, I didn't die. And she looks down and Katie has phased her through it. And Kitty waves at her and the woman goes, ah, and runs away. And Kitty goes, Kitty just goes, nice. <laughs> it's like, it's fun. It's also sad, but fun. It's fun and sad, but it also is like... It's very Kitty. I don't know. They did Kitty really well on this TV show because I feel like Kitty's general personality is, 
I'm fucking done with everyone's bullshit. That is Kitty Pride. Mm-hmm. So she's very sarcastic and I love her. Yeah. Anyway, uh, Rogue runs to Logan's side. Uh, Logan's like, it's just a girl in there. And Emma's like, her name is Tildy. And the juggernaut put a, a device on her neck, something that is causing her to lash out. The device needs to be removed. So Kitty thinks that she can phase through and she runs after it, but is repelled off the energy and blasts backwards into Beast, who's trying to stop her from doing that. Yeah, I don't know why they knew that wouldn't work. I don't know either. But I guess it was because Logan got blasted off the surface of the monster as well. So he like knows that Kitty won't be able to get through. Well, maybe, but I don't know if that makes sense, though, because she should be able to phase through. I agree. It doesn't really make any sense, especially because then Rogue is able to do it later. But whatever. Okay, well, Logan, Logan's like, Rogue, you need to go find Nightcrawler. Angel or like anyone who's ever worked with this ever and we're just gonna hold it off until you go and find him and I'm thinking look that's a terrible plan it's because she's just gonna plan. like start making phone calls like what like while <laughs> yeah, this thing destroys the city I mean then Rogue just comes up with her own plan that actually makes any fucking sense I mean honestly so far in this whole show it's only been Emma and Rogue doing anything at all mm-hmm. like at all it's pretty great I like Rogue's plan here you know what Kurt too. I'll do a shout out to Nightcrawler. He well, is... right now Kurt is in in Genosha jail, so sure. good thing they didn't even try to call him because he wasn't going to pick but up. Before that, he <laughs> was trying to safely transport the mutants to Genosha, so that was something he was doing. He did manage to do that. Angel's not doing anything at all. Yeah, Warren is closeted. Warren is not going to show up. We do get to see Warren Senior at the end, by the way. We do, but anyway, we do. so Rogue gets her own idea, which is why bother calling other mutants when you can just take the powers of every single person in your near vicinity like logan forgot she could do that she turns around looks at juggernaut quickly takes all of juggernaut's powers and then walks over to kitty who's been knocked out already by the monster and she takes kitty's powers and then she just turns around dramatically and is like now i can defeat the monster and it's a really cool shot of her looking psyched and then we see her walking over to the monster while bobby and cyclops and storm are all shooting at it which is doing absolutely nothing um and rogue just walks in front of all of them and bobby is like rogue what are you doing and rogue just grabs the monster using her unstoppable juggernaut powers to stop it in its tracks and it's like starts teetering over and she's like you might want to move and all of them run out of the way as the monster's like falling down it's pretty badass it's extremely badass and then she phases through using kitty's powers which again i don't know why kitty couldn't do this but it's fine because it was in service of rogue getting this cool moment and then she gets all the way to tildy in the middle and takes the beacon off of her neck and crushes it. And then Tildy wakes up and she's like, I can't stop it. Please help me. Which is really sad. And Rogue it takes really off her sad. glove to touch her and is like, it's going to be okay. Everything's going to be all right. And touches her face to knock her out. And then like catches her in a princess carry. And the monster fades away. And the girl wakes up to see like all the X-Men standing around her. <laughs> and Rogue. Yeah. And, she, and Tildy's like, who are you? And Rogue is like, we're the X-Men. And it's like, da 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 yeah uh, i love this for rogue it's she great. deserves this moment i love it when they do anything with the rogue it's very x-men tas in a way it feels like she's kind of growing into that version of rogue as you would always imagined she would well yeah like this is still like the continuation of x-men evolution so she's kind of heading in that direction right so that's how i feel about it mm-hmm. where she's sort of like taking initiative being the badass who saves the day etc i thought it was really cool to see for her yeah rogue is the badass uh so then there's these two speeches going on between senator kelly and magneto magneto speaking to genosha senator kelly speaking to the u.s i did not write them down i, I wrote did. a note here that said maddie probably wrote this down <laughs> so i'm not going to do it i did i liked this scene by the way i thought it was very clever so here's senator kelly it cuts between each of them so senator kelly says to his supporters. 
The mutant epidemic grows larger by the day, and our means of defending ourselves against these creatures has been destroyed. Creatures, by the way. What a word. And Magneto says, Oh, yeah. The human threat creature, looms. <gasps> creature of the day! Sorry. Magneto says, The human threat looms larger than ever. The uneasy peace I've tried to construct has been destroyed. Betrayed by humans who hate us simply for existing. And then Kelly says, with the support and funding that I've been promised and the cooperation of Worthington Industries, humanity will level the playing field. And we get a quick shot of Warren Sr. being like, I'm proud to kill people. Honestly, fuck off, dude. God. And Magneto has Mystique on his left side and Wanda and Polaris on his right side. I think this is the first time we see Polaris, possibly. I think you're right. She looks great. And Magneto says, the MRD has been imprisoning mutants never to be seen again. They amass weapons, readying for war, which this is true. Like, whatever. Anyway, so Kelly then turns on this hologram of a sentinel and he's like, this is the savior of mankind. Project Sentinel has begun. And when the war begins, humanity will triumph. And then Magneto says, make no mistake, the humans will strike first. And when they do, we will be ready, which is funny because he did just strike first, but also the humans already did strike with the MRD. So it's kind of like debatable as to whether I mean, who started it is sort of debatable, you know, I agree. I agree. I agree with Magneto is what I'm saying, because I feel like there was no way out of this. Like, I don't really see the way forward. I mean, okay, I guess the Sentinels are bad, but like, how were they supposed to prevent that from happening? Which is, again, what the current Krakoa comics are about, is them trying to prevent the Sentinels again. And it's like always impossible. Like nobody ever can figure out how to prevent that dark future from happening. It's part of what makes comics good is that people keep trying to figure it out. Anyway. Anyway. Back to the X-Mansion. Back to the X-Mansion. Final scene. Uh, Logan talks to Xavier on the astral plane. And Logan is like, so Manito got what he wanted. Kelly's preparing for war. We didn't make any difference. I'm fucking bad at this. I don't know why you keep making me do this shit. I'm terrible leading the X-Men. Scott constantly He's like doesn't do what I say. And he won't put on his costume. And Xavier is just like rubbing his temples. And he's like, Logan, oh my God. And then he's like, Do you really believe that, Logan? Because from where I sit, what you've accomplished is nothing short of amazing. You reassembled the X-Men. You rebuilt the school. And then we see like some shots of Bobby and Kitty. And then we see Scott and Emma talking to each other, looking very happy to be talking. And then Xavier's like, by virtue of that alone, you've given hope to the future. But sometimes success is measured just one life at a time. And we see this shot of Tildy, also at the X-Mansion now, running around with Rogue, like chasing a butterfly. And it's very cute. And that is how the episode ends. Yeah, it's a pretty good episode, honestly. It is. It is pretty good. I I would give it a five. I like this episode oh, a yeah, lot. I, give it I know a five Logan is a little bitch in it, but uh, I, I think it's five worthy. I think it's worthy of full marks. I, well, it's been a while since we've had an episode that we super liked. I think the last one we really liked was the one that was in the future. Mm-hmm. I think we largely liked the Nitro episode. Or at least give it like a four. Well, we did. We did like the Nitro episode because that was still following the plot line that they started towards the beginning <laughs> know, of the series. Right? Like, I feel like there's so much they could have cut before then. I feel like if we skipped the skippable episodes, then that would help us. But then you have like you have like a full show that makes sense. But this said, uh, this brings it all back around mm-hmm. and kind of sets up the rest of the second half of the season. I know we have a couple of episodes that kind of steer away from that, but largely it's just going to be this plot line out of humans versus mutants. Um, I really like the politics in here. I really liked, uh, although I don't like that Senator Kelly did turn into Hitler with that one 
shot whereas like this is just a hitler reanimation where he's like raising his left arm up in the air and he's like we will destroy them and it's like well, okay mm-hmm. but i was like this is not subtle also i i feel like well i mean he put people in camps and exterminated them which is not dissimilar from what senator kelly is advocating for here so i kind of get the reference he does but i also i also feel like using hitler as a example for this stuff is always like such a cop-out yeah do you know what i'm saying like i'm like i do well i mean it's very cliche also i think it's because it's like so recent but at this point there's been so many other fucked up people (laughs) i don't know i don't know if it necessarily works here like i get the reference that it's happening but i also feel like senator kelly is a character that's supposed to eventually be redeemable at this point if you're like no he's basically hitler i'm like well you can't come back from that dude like i don't know i know i know i it's it's kind of too bad because i feel like x-men tas didn't do that with him and i thought that was kind of neat and they instead had other characters like gyrick and trask with like their own motivations gyrick gets very radicalized on that show and ends up attacking xavier where you have sort of like a bunch of different characters who all work with or adjacent to the government and that corruption is much more widespread as opposed to this show where it's kind of simple it's like it's one guy and i mean i do like that warren worthington's dad is involved i feel like that makes it more interesting yeah i agree i mean we had some trask moments as well and we didn't really know what his deal was so it's obviously there's a bunch of super conservative people that thinks that mutants should all die or be weaponized that's Mm -hmm. kind of what's happening or at least studied in some way like that's part of why i thought it was interesting that dr rao was here because i was like oh she's often a villain but like a more morally gray one who's like trying to help people i don't know if she comes back i honestly don't remember probably not um, but I, I just I thought it was interesting that they were sort of introducing some of those subtleties. And I liked the dual political speeches at the end. I thought that was really good, too. I liked everything that Rogue got to do. Yeah, it was fun to see that. I really liked all the political stuff going on between Senator Kelly and Magneto, where Magneto is like, okay, so instead of putting these mutants in camps, you're going to give them to me, which maybe maybe Magneto puts them into a jail cell. I don't know. Like, we don't really know what's happening. Yeah, I mean, that's the part of it that we don't know, because we still don't know what the deal is with the two jails. I, I, there's, <laughs> there, apparently, there's no, there's technically three, because there's like fucking MRDs, too. It's like, how many? are there yeah but i liked that whole bit and that senator kelly's like well we're keeping the most powerful ones for ourselves and Maggie's like i'm just gonna rip your fucking shit apart mm-hmm. it makes sense it works and i like that there's a lot of moving parts i like where all the characters are at both mentally and emotionally although i i say emotionally but we only see rogue emotionally on this because she's the only one her her and domino they have their moments together mm-hmm. but like i loved them though i thought that worked really well i do too but that's pretty much the most emotion we get on this show honestly because it's <laughs> not like a spend evolution which was just like being just cry in every single episode so yeah i don't know i i like this i agree with everything you said i don't really have anything else to add um so yeah that's where i'm at cool do you want to do who's that x-men real quick yeah let's do that it's very quick who's Uh, so real quick, who's Tildy Soames? She was created by Joss Whedon and John Cassidy for Astonishing X-Men number one in 2004. Her power is her nightmares can manifest into gigantic monsters made of pure dark red energy. She's not been in the comic books for a very long time. We really haven't seen her since her arc with Joss Whedon. So Tildy's powers manifested when she was asleep in her mother's bed. She had a nightmare that came to life. It killed her mother and then eventually her father. The cops showed up and she accidentally killed a, a cop. Oof. And so she was then arrested. Then Ord of Breakworld came to Kavita Rao along with Abigail Brand. And he presented Tildy's file to persuade Rao to work on a cure for mutinism. He's basically like, 
look, if you don't create this mutant cure, we can have more shit like this happen. Mm -hmm. And as we know with Kavita Rao, at some point, if we ever do a spotlight on her, she ends up working alongside the Mm X-Men. So clearly that doesn't work out. Um, Tildy was taken to the Benetech laboratories where she was used as a guinea pig for the cure by Kavita Rao, where she lost her powers. When Ord was about to get arrested by S.H.I.E.L.D. and the X-Men, a riot provoked by mutants seeking the cure, allowed him to flee out and he kidnapped Tildy to use as a hostage. However, Colossus throws Logan at the ship, which forces Ord to land back and return Tildy to Kavita Rao. That's the last time we ever saw her. Wow. That's the whole sequence. That's why I was like, I'm like, this is a very strange character to pick i i mean i guess for the plot wise of being like we need a really strong character to take advantage of and Mm -hmm. then have it to turn out to be a child is something that works in terms of the storytelling for this episode but it was just like totally random you know what i mean it's like they're like or maybe it wasn't too random at that point. She must have been like recent enough. Yeah, because I think we're she looking was. Two thousand four. Whereas now it seems really random because it's like this is a plot line that was written in two thousand four that was never really returned to again after that. You know, where it's like right, kind of exactly. it kind of just ends on ceremonies. Yeah, and it's kind of strange because Kavita's been around. Dr. Rao's been around in uh, the X-Men for a long time at this point, but we've not seen her do anything with Tildy. Mm-hmm. I could see Tildy coming back in the present day because they're, again, bringing back so many random mutants in with Krakoa. Krakoa that, yeah. Like, why not have Tildy show up? But she's also very similar to that other character they have in Krakoa and New Mutants. And I'm blanking on her name, but she's the one that kind of is purple and has a messed up face because of her nightmare powers that do essentially the oh, same thing. Yeah. Except, yeah. Yeah. Cosmar. Cosmar. That's Cosmar. it. Cosmar. Okay. Natasha Rapina. That's her real name. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She's Russian. I, I thought it was, I thought it was Cosmar. I guess it could be Cosmar. But I think she was more like, she has a nightmare and she alters reality around her. She doesn't do the create a kaiju thing, but it's a similar situation. Yeah. And she can also um, alter her own physical body, which is different from yes. what Tildy from what Tildy does. Although she recently fixed her body because mask was able to do what mask does. Yes. And, yeah. Like change her, change her face, face again. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I really like the new mutants arc that they just did in Krakoa. I think it's really good. I do too. I really, I really like that as a series. I like everything on Krakoa. Every single month we get like a new outing too. Mm-hmm. You know, Rachel Summers and Psylocke are now dating. They're it's now great. dating. You, your foreshadowing was accurate. I like how I said that on this podcast and then like a week later it happened. You I was did. Like, oh. And now the people, <laughs> the people who aren't reading the comics might appreciate that that was canonized. Uh, that's our little follow up. We wanted Rachel to be gay for so long. Mm-hmm. I mean, come on. Yeah. Whatever. Speaking of which, we have to talk about who's gay on this episode, which is... Oh, there's quite a, there's quite a bit of it. The X-Men are Rogue and Domino mm-hmm. specifically animated and written as if they were having a breakup in this. Yeah. That was really I liked it. Really just kind of like this intimate moment, both emotionally and like physically, that they have mm-hmm. when she's leaving the Brotherhood Mansion. And then even later in the X Mansion, she just goes up to Dom and she yeah. goes, Dom, don't. And it's like, I, I love this. I like how that she always calls her Dom. It's cute that they have a little nickname between them and that they're friends and that that's the real reason why Rogue was even really on the Brotherhood. I mean, I know that we're supposed to believe this whole time that Rogue didn't really 
agree with the brotherhood, but I don't really think that's fully true. I think it was probably more complicated than that for her the entire time. And I feel like Domino is good evidence of that. And that her going back to Logan, she basically only did it because otherwise Logan could have died. And so she basically just went back and was like, okay, I'm warning you guys. They're coming after you next. Yeah. Um, Which is sad. So that's, that's the only thing that made her turn on Domino. And even that she kind of didn't, I mean, she left. Well, she didn't want to. Yeah. She wanted to save Domino and she, Domino's like, please touch me and show my feelings for you are real. And Rogue's Mm -hmm. like, I don't need to do that. But she also has to leave. It's sad. I liked it though. Yeah, I liked that too. Um, I also really enjoyed that when Rogue showed up, Kitty was like, oh, my ex-girlfriend slash roommate is here. <laughs> it was funny, especially since Kitty and Bobby were in the midst of pretending that they wanted to go on a date with each other, which no one believes. Sorry, but no one believes that. I mean, it was only Bobby pretending to go on a date with Kitty, and Kitty is like, um, I'm a lesbian. <laughs> Kitty was like, I thought we agreed to beard each other. Like, what's happening right now? <laughs> um, meanwhile, Logan and Scott are kind of gay. I, I don't know. They were really gay. I like how Logan kept on telling Scott to change and like put on a suit. And I'm like, Logan, do you just want to watch him strip and take off his clothes for you? Because like, what else is happening? Why? He's hyper focusing on Scott constantly, like more so than any other character. I think because he doesn't like that Scott is acting out of character and he's like alarmed by that and is like, come on, Scott. We're supposed to be fighting with each other, and like that's our tension. And each other's dicks. And instead, Scott is just relaxing and like an armchair, being like, "Yeah, whatever. I don't give a shit about anything anymore." And Logan is like, "That's not our dynamic," and I'm panicking right now. <laughs> <laughs> and I find that very funny, even though Logan is a dick. I I hope he gets over that soon because it's tragic. I hope Logan stops being Logan on this show because he's not very Logan. He's just angry all the time and making terrible calls. Yeah. So really you hope he starts being Logan. <laughs> yeah. That's really what I want. Although next week, by the way, we have to get ready for the return of Maverick's daughter. Ugh. Okay. So next week looks like an episode that is going to be tough for us <laughs> because it is. Here's, here's the description via Disney plus it's called stolen lives. Mystique calls Wolverine to warn him that Maverick's daughter, Christy, is in danger. The two of them infiltrate Weapon X and have to fight Maverick and Sabretooth. This is going to be a big yikes from me. We are not sitting around wondering what Christy Nord is up to, but Wolverine and the X-Men doesn't care and is going to make us find out. Oh, so God. That's Whatever. our lives. That's how oh, it goes, boy. everybody. Uh, time for plugs, I think. I think we've got to wrap this I think up so. and I think, move on I with think our we lives. we got to do some plugs. Take it away, Maddie. MutantMages.com. I'm doing jazz hands right now and no one can see them. I don't know what I'm doing. So You're doing an, a musical introduction on the Zydeco. Um, <laughs> MutantAges.com. Uh, it's a website where you can find all the different ways to contact us. You can find our email address, which is the mutantages at gmail.com. You can find the Discord server that we were shouting out if you want to talk about SDCC some more. I'm sure we'll still be talking about it even two weeks from now. Uh, we have a voicemail inbox, which is 1 508 319 1668. And we have a P.O. Box, P.O. Box 3344, Natick, Massachusetts, 01760. We will record a P.O. Box episode soon. Ryan just needs to find time to go there and pick up one last important package. But then when we do record that, it will be on our YouTube channel because that's where we put unboxings. Ryan, 
Tell us about the YouTube channel. Well, you can go to our YouTube channel, The Mutant Ages, where we do do those unboxings. And also, we play through X-Men video games on there. Mm -hmm. We also take clips from this show and match them up with clips from the actual movies or cartoons. You can watch us react to our old X-Men parody videos that we made in high school. There's a lot of good stuff in there. We always have a good time. And we also do, well, we were doing live readings of the unproduced X-Men screenplays. And we'll get back to that eventually. But whatever we do a live stream... You can catch it on over there. You can also visit my YouTube channel if you want. You uh, should. Ryan Pagella. It's a good time. Uh, Maddie was on there recently for the 4th of July. We it's went and saw the 4th of July <laughs> fireworks, but we didn't. We weren't really here for it considering uh, the rights that are being stripped away in our country. So we were just there celebrating pride. <laughs> you can find that over there uh, in my Twitch channel where I play lots of games like Kingdom Hearts mostly. Yeah. And also you can find us on our social. I'm Ryan Pagella on Twitter and Ryan.Pagella on Instagram. Maddie's also on the internet under her name which is which something. is Mitty myers that's my legal name and the mutant <laughs> agents is all over every form of social media that exists facebook twitter pinterest i almost uh, forgot to TikTok, say that instagram i don't tumblr, know we're the mutant agents on all those platforms TikTok, tumblr tumblr tiktok <laughs> mainly we're on tiktok we are actually not. We're, we're, we're not really uh the youtube channel is probably the thing we update the most we, we, we post to tiktok like maybe once a month yeah i don't know yeah well but hey we are technically on there we and are. You could follow it you could and another thing we do in addition to our store which has a link in the episode description is a patreon there's even more stuff over at the patreon patreon.com slash the mutant ages we've got bonus episodes over there you can hear us talk about miss marvel you can hear us talk about Halle berry's Catwoman. you can hear us talk about the chip and dale movie and all kinds of other stuff uh, there's a ton on there and our highest tier patreon supporters get a shout out on the show shout out to samuel b zoran b and zach s for being our top tier patreon supporters no Yay. fun voice this week but i'm sure there will be plenty of more opportunities for that to happen oh yeah unless you want pluggy to come <laughs> in and do it but i don't think anybody wants that including us no so. no pluggy was already on this episode earlier <laughs> yeah whippy, whippy the, the whip, whip is Luby now the part Luke, of the canon you know denny the dildo whatever denny anyway. the dildo all of these these wonderful characters getting introduced welcome to chuck e cheese anyway so uh the thing is though if you can't afford to support the show and you want to support the show still please write us a review on itunes or spotify or if there's another place you could review us i think facebook lets you do it you could do it there uh and please share the show with your friends on your personal social media that is how they find it that is how they find out that we are watching Wolverine and the X-Men and that we already watched all of X-Men TAS. Maybe you're rewatching X-Men TAS. Maybe you have a friend who's rewatching it. Maybe that person would like to hear about that show. Uh, I don't know. It's coming back. 2023, it's coming back. It is. It is. We're ready to, to watch that. We're going to watch the anime after this. Hell yeah. It's, I'm so excited. So many good things coming on. So that's it. We've done so, it. Yeah, that is our show, everybody. Welcome to the Mutant Ages. I'm Ryan. <laughs> no, I have to go. <laughs> we'll see you next time. Yeah, Maddie's got to go live in the woods. Yeah. Goodbye, everybody. Bye. Thank you for listening. Bye. The Mutant